Hello, and welcome to VCB Talk. I'm your host, Nicole Knight. Periodontal disease remains the most common clinical condition in cats and dogs, according to a recent AVMA report. Given this, how can practices proactively address this intractable problem, and I mean beyond shining a spotlight on the issue during Pet Dental Health Month, which is now behind us? What role can technology and veterinary innovation play each and every day of the year to help solve this health problem? Well, today we've invited Michelle St. Mary, Director of Utilization and Coaching at BCP to come into the studio. We're going to hear her perspective on dental care plans as a means to improve oral health care in pets. It's worth noting that BCP has supported more than 2 million, 2 million plans over our history and 65% of those plans have included dental, making them a huge driver of dental compliance. Throughout her 25-year career, Michelle has worked in almost every veterinary industry role. For the last 15 years, she's focused on wellness plans. She has launched the plans at practices she's run and has successfully coached countless hospital teams through wellness plan launches and ongoing program success. The use of dental care plans is a trend Michelle is seeing in the industry, largely driven by affordability of care, which I'm sure you're all well acquainted with. Now, Michelle offers suggestions for when and how a practice might want to implement standalone dental plans along with dental options in preventive care plans to address affordability, help increase compliance, always a good thing, and ensure continuity of care. So let's dive right in. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to VCB Talk. For starters, tell us a bit about yourself and your role at VCP. Yeah. Hi, Nicole. It's great to be here. So my name is Michelle St. Mary, and I have been with VCP for about two years. I lead the coaching team here for wellness plans. And just a little bit about me. I've been in the veterinary industry for about 25 years or so. So not long at all. <laughs> no, not long <laughs> at all. That doesn't age me one bit. But started as a technician and have worked in pretty much every role, actually, with the exception I am not a veterinarian. So I do make a point of saying that. But ultimately, for the last 15 years, have worked with wellness plans uh, in multiple aspects, rolled them out in my own practice, as well as helping multiple practices launch and implement successful programs. That's wonderful. We're so glad to have you here. As you know, February is Pet Dental Health Month, yet we know dental compliance could be much better than it currently is. The AVMA tells us, for example, that periodontal disease is preventable, but at the same time, it's the most common clinical condition in cats and dogs. Worse still, I'm going to throw some numbers at you here, Michelle. A recent survey published in BMC Veterinary Research found just 4%, 4% of dog parents brush their pet's teeth daily. In your experience, why does oral health remain such an intractable problem in veterinary medicine? 
Well, honestly, it comes down to a couple things. I think our pet parents love their pets and want to provide the best care, but it's more than just home health care. You need to partner a really good home health care program with veterinary annual dental care as well. It really does take the two. And with that, there's time, right, for the pet parent to actually commit to brushing the teeth daily mm -hmm. um, and or providing water additives, feeding a dental diet. There's just a lot that goes into it. And then the other side of things, the veterinary dental care can become quite expensive. So it's not just scheduling that and making sure that the pet gets it every year, but there's also just this other side where it's it may not be affordable. Right. I've definitely experienced that when I've taken Roxy in for a dental cleaning and an extraction. So I'm curious, when you're out talking to practices, what strategies are they using to improve patients' oral health? And I'm, I mean, apart from promotions that we see, which are great, you know, to get folks in the door around uh, Pet Dental Health Month, like what other things are you seeing practices try to improve this area? Yeah, no, that's a great question. It's certainly something that there is great passion in the industry about. Mm -hmm. And so a big piece of that is that client education piece. But without, I hate to use like gimmicky promotion or whatnot, but honestly, making recommendations for home health care, always, always important. We've already established that. The other main thing that is really, really helpful that, that I've seen and that the team really sees are, you know, practices that offer a wellness plan that has a dental procedure component to it. I mean, this does a couple things. First of all, because wellness plans auto-renew, because we don't want that gap in care, it means we get the continuous robust care of a wellness plan for regular preventive care, but then they're also getting that dental cleaning once a year, right? And it's, it's happening, it sets up a reminder, it gets, the payments are ongoing, and that really leads to preventive care. And honestly, dentals, um, that's what we're striving for in the industry. And we have this mindset of, gosh, like, let's not bring our pets in until there's a problem, until we're smelling bad breath. Maybe the pet is having a difficult time chewing. And at that point, they have progressive disease. Mm -hmm. And honestly, preventive care is less expensive and, and better for the pet than reactive care, if that makes sense. And really, I think that's the key when we see success in a practice versus not having success. That sounds like it's a lot better for the pet patient and the pet parent too. Pet parent in terms of cost and the stress. And of course, the pet patient, that's very stressful for them if they have to have some extensive cleaning when they could have had just a routine cleaning that would have been less stressful and less intensive. Absolutely. You said something about dental options and wellness plans, and I think maybe many of our listeners know that with our wellness plans, there's the versatility to add a variety of different options, including dental, but we also can enable standalone dental plans. Maybe you can start by giving listeners sort of a broad overview of both standalone dental plans, you know, how you're seeing practices implement those, and then also, you know, the wellness plans with dental treatment options like extractions and, and how that would all work. Well summed up. So we're seeing more of a trend of hospitals wanting to build the dental standalone plans. And some of that 
really is because dental care in general has really advanced in veterinary medicine. And now that the standard is to take full mouth x-rays, we're able, just, just like you would if you went to your dentist, we're actually able to really diagnose a lot better and pinpoint where treatment needs to happen. And, and so with that, what we've seen is much more sophisticated treatments, right? Different procedures with extractions and whatnot and medications. And so those standalone dental plans allow the practice to really tailor a treatment and payment plan for mm -hmm. the individual pet. That makes sense. Based on what the you options. see in x-ray. Absolutely. Got it. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds fabulous. Yeah. It is fabulous. So the dental standalone plans are really great. You know, there's a lot of new client growth coming in. And so not everybody is is working toward that preventive dental, which would mean x-rays, the cleaning, polishing, all of that. And where we would hope to really, there wouldn't be a lot of treatment, right? Mm -hmm. So the dental standalone plans offer more comprehensive care for oral surgeries and whatnot. If you have a new client who's come in who maybe wasn't educated at their previous vet, or maybe was, but was scared of putting mm -hmm. their pet under anesthesia. So we see a huge benefit for that. And just, you know, some some breeds, and, and I have Pomeranians. Um, they are, they, <laughs> um, so huge dental fan because of that for dental care. But some breeds like a Pomeranian or a Yorkie, I mean, even if you start young, they're just predisposed to have these issues. And so they may progress where a standalone plan would be more beneficial for them. So the versatility sounds like a big benefit. It's a huge benefit. I think just the ability to really tailor plans with optional services. We do it with dental plans, but it's really led to even, you know, other types of plans like chronic condition type plans, like mm -hmm. maintenance plans mm -hmm. as well. That's interesting. I want to circle back on that. But first, let's dig into anything around compliance and dental, because it would be great if having these plans would actually improve compliance. And I would imagine that, yes, it would, because it makes an easy pathway to have regular cleanings and preventive care and treatment. So what are you seeing in the field in terms of compliance in wellness plans with dental or even in the standalone dental plans? So you're, you know, you're absolutely right, Nicole. It does drive compliance. Wellness plans or the standalone dental plans, we recommend that they auto renew, right? And the reason that we recommend that they auto renew is that we don't want that gap in care. It makes it easy for the client. Most clients will set up monthly payments. You can, of course, pay for the plan in full for the year if that's what works for you but it just it just continues that makes sense and it builds this great roadmap to care that makes a ton of sense one of the pain points that i know i've experienced i you know we both have pomeranians mine's already had to have an extraction and there's the cost of that and I didn't know that she would need it until she was, you know, anesthetized and was going through the cleaning. And I understand that part of the VCP platform and the smart options is that you can wait to have that discussion about extractions and they can be then 
added into the dental treatment plan, making it less stressful and less of an uncomfortable conversation. Can you walk us through how that works? Yeah, and you're you're correct, right? So so one of the things when you bring your pet in for a dental, even though the pet has had an exam prior, we're only physically able to just take a look in the mouth. One of the things we know is that the majority of the disease actually happens underneath the gum line. So even when the veterinarian is looking and doing an oral exam when the pet is awake, we just, we can't see under the gum line, right? It takes x-rays to do that. And then also the special cleaning instruments to get under there and, and probe and, and look for pockets and whatnot. It, it tip, The typical veterinary hospital will let you know that and provide kind of a treatment plan and tell you there's a little bit of an unknown and then you have to wait for a call, which can be very nerve wracking, partially because you're worried about your pet. But there is this other piece of, oh my gosh, how much is this going to cost? Because they'll give you a treatment plan that may have a, a very, a very wide range. range. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so, so that's the great thing about a wellness plan that and the um, standalone dental plan that offer those options of extraction, it's something that you can easily, the hospital can easily just add on, right? And then your payments can be prorated going forward. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an out-of-pocket cost for you on that day. Got it. And then another nice feature is that when we talked about the auto-renew, so the plan auto-renews, but the extractions don't necessarily, they'll fall off. But then if you need to add them on again, you can add them on again. Exactly. So nothing to think about there, nothing for the practice to deal with. No, your, ba your base plan will renew. And then again, once it's time for your pet to go under anesthesia and have their dental, the doctor will be able to diagnose and, and maybe there's extractions, maybe there's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm but it makes it super efficient for the practice. That's great. Switching gears, I wanna circle back to something you said a minute ago about chronic illness plans. Now, I understand that practices are using the VCP platform to create and provide specialty plans for chronic illnesses, you know, diabetes, things like that, uh, or nutrition, or even boarding plans, you know, lifestyle plans, a variety of types of plans, which makes sense because these are products and services that are bundled, you know, and why not bundle a variety of different products and services if your animal hospital offers those. So with the rise of the subscription economy and a growing population of older pets, do you expect more practices to gravitate to chronic illness plans and these types of plans? Um, I absolutely expect it. And it's actually a trend that we're already seeing, if that makes sense. I mean, definitely the standalone dental plans were the beginning of this. Look, there's a lot of pets that have chronic illness that can live a really happy and healthy life that still need preventive care. That doesn't necessarily change. They just need to, they need more care. They need special care. It definitely makes sense, and we're seeing it. I myself have, you know, a couple of pets that fall into that category. It helps drive compliance with the client is the biggest thing. It allows the client peace of mind. You know, they're worried their pet has an underlying disease, but we're able to, in, in the industry, 
really see the pets more often, which is recommended, and do the diagnostics that are necessary to really manage the disease and get and and keep in front of it and see when it's progressing and make those changes. The plans definitely help with that because there's a cost associated, right? And and that can be for a lot of clients just very stressful. Again, there's that emotional side of things where we worry about our pets and then you know, we couple that with expenses, right? And the the chronic illness plans just really provide I think a lot of peace of mind. For clients knowing that roadmap is there paired with the affordability piece. Exactly. And then I understand too that because you can create shorter terms, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a 12-month plan term. It could be six months, it could be three months, and then you could kind of maybe do a diagnostic period or a flare-up period and then a maintenance period. Do I have that right? Uh, correct. So, I mean, mainly what I was talking about were the maintenance plans, right? But absolutely, there can be just shorter term plans for a pet that comes in and then the with the beginning stages that isn't as stable. And there was a big upfront cost with that. But where the services that that might be built in that plan wouldn't necessarily need to be that robust year after year. We're seeing uh, some hospitals gravitate more towards an initial chronic disease plan and then go into a maintenance plan. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, Michelle, this has been a fascinating discussion. Thank you so much for coming on VCP Talk. Thanks for having me here. Today's discussion with Michelle St. Mary provided a wealth of knowledge about the advantages of both standalone dental care plans and dental options in your preventive care plans. Here are three key takeaways from our conversation. Number one, only 4% of dog parents surveyed said they brush their pet's teeth daily. So sad. Given this unfortunate reality, Michelle stressed the importance of starting dental cleaning and a good at-home dental care regimen early when the pet is young. She encourages practices to educate and also encourage clients to be proactive and to focus on good oral health care before they start to notice those telltale signs of periodontal disease, such as pawing at the face, bad breath, or difficulty chewing. Number two, affordability of care remains a central issue when it comes to pets oral health care. We all know this. Dental care for pets is just flat out expensive. So naturally clients often worry that their vet will find something wrong that will then require costly out-of-pocket payment. Standalone dental plans and adding options, dental options to preventive care plans. Well, both of these are a key way of helping pet parents address affordability of care. Number three, out in the field, Michelle sees more and more hospitals offering either standalone dental treatment plans or including dental options in wellness plans. Now, both of these approaches leverage monthly payments as a way to drive compliance, and both also offer key advantages. For example, offering routine cleans as an option in a preventive care plan, well, that helps prevent periodontal disease and boost compliance. 
in terms of dental treatment, being able to blend non-basic treatment into a plan with a manageable monthly payment, that's an effective method to drive higher compliance with your dental treatment recommendations. Additionally, Michelle encourages practices to seriously consider plan customization if they don't already. For example, we know that some breeds are more prone to oral health issues than others. In these cases, practices may wish to recommend special dental diets and then include that food in the wellness plan. Again, doing so makes it easy for the client to say yes and to budget for the special food and ensures continuity of care with the goal, of course, of promoting a lifetime of good oral health for the pet. And that wraps up this episode of VCB Talk. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, or review us wherever you listen, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, or another stream platform. You can also follow VCP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and learn more about our proprietary business of wellness on our website, vcp.vet. Or feel free to call us with questions. Our number is 888-9-MY-VCP1. That's 888-969-8271. 